It's that time of the year when the spiders come in. Spiders in my dreams. There's a spider. <laughs> follow Deep the spiders. In my soul. Why does it always have to be follow the spiders? Why can't it be follow the butterflies? Been there for years. Is that from the movie? Follow the butterflies. Follow the butterflies. Wee. Hello and welcome to No Refunds. I still think I sound weird. Um, my name is Dwight and joining me this week is... Alex. And... Tiffany. Alright, it is a... D- just three of us this week. Yay! We're Yay! After like having so many like crazy episodes with guests and whatnot, I'm really excited to just do a standard episode. I really, Same. really am. Same. Like there's something... I was thinking about this earlier. And there's something about just having like the core three of us that feels strangely, weirdly familiar, and I, I like it, and I'm looking forward to, to talking with you yeah, guys. there's some cool, weird energy in this room today. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely some weird energy some in weird this room. Some weird shit happening today. That's yeah. one way to put it. Yep. It is. Yep. We all just went out to, to eat some dinner, and Not Alex, tips and tenders. Alex had four rum and cokes total. I had a number of drinks. Yes. So Alex is in a good zero. mood. <laughs> less than five. Less than five. Greater yeah. than zero, less than 100. Sure. We'll go with that. That's fair. That's and true, too. he's very fun. He has been very fun. Yeah. So on this episode, we are going to talk about Avengers Infinity War. We Possibly. are going to talk about an anime, probably, at one point. Maybe. Probably tacos. Definitely. But first, we got a couple emails. And you can email us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com. See, what? Sorry, go. No, no I was going to say, you say you sound weird when you do your intro. I think you sound weird when you do the emails. Because I think everybody sounds weird when they do that. Like, I please do my like little, and subscribe. When I do my little spiel. I know. I never like the like and subscribe I hate that stuff. Like, bit. Yeah. But it's but something it just, that it, it's you got to do it. It's the way you, you make your voice. Not you, but you as a No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I talk to it. Yeah. I talk weirdly. It's like when you say your own name. But you can email us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com just like Mark did. See, yeah. He's not Mark's real name is Judd. Judd emailed us. Who's Judd? Uh, what's on second? Ah, uh, I don't know. Yes. All right. So Judd writes, first things first, I'm greatly amused that I've, again, become a verb. Let's go down this Judd's rabbit hole. Technically, this is the second time I've become a verb. The first time was judding something, typically a movie to someone, which is the action of giving a summary of a thing that is so thorough that it can stand in place for watching the actual media. Oh, I love that. I hate it i love that because mm-hmm. i don't think anybody i think that how you judge something should be based on you watching it and not on a secondhand opinion like the worst internet show in the world cinema sins like i hate that stop it do you know why i love that though because i am really bad at explaining things and giving any summaries so i'm always really impressed when people are like and then this happened and this happened and i'm like it's about a thing and a guy did something and then it's all over I Just can't. like that, and then it's all over. Yeah, so I like I like when people can do um, that. Um, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so like, I'm not 100 percent sure what we're talking about, but I feel like this is on topic. I have had a lot of arguments with my coworkers, uh, where about what about like, 
when they have opinions of something they haven't actually seen and like they've they've heard about it like they've they've heard opinions about it so they think that that gives them the right to have like speak like they have a fully formed opinion about something like they've actually experienced it is that what we were talking about yes that yes. is kind of what we were talking i about, hate yes. that and i've like screamed at coworkers about it and so not cool <laughs> not, not cool, cool not is cool, my Judd. stance not cool. Not cool. Okay. Sorry. Continue the email. Yes. Um, the next one, next part of it is uh, the quote: "A mystery in an enig- a mystery in an enigma." Quote is from Winston Churchill. I cannot forecast to you the action of Russia. It is a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. But perhaps there is a key. That key is the Russian national interest. And that's what oh. Judd wrote. Oh. I realized huh. I, where I know that quote from, as I was telling you guys earlier, mm-hmm. is from. MC Chris okay. uh, has a song called Fets Vet, and there's a lyric in it that's, I'm a question wrapped inside Enigma. Get inside the slave one and find your home and signal from Endor to Hoth. Done, done. It's very appropriate for Star Wars Day. It is, yes. Oh. May the 4th. Yeah, May the 4th be with you and also with you. We lift up our hearts. <laughs> we, we lift, lift them up, up to, to, the Lord. to the Lord of Star Vader. Wars. Lord Vader. Yeah. What the hell is this that you guys are doing? It's a um, thing. Religion. Catholicism. <laughs> I don't know Catholicism. I was never a Catholicist. Welcome to religion. Yeah. One on one. So um, that was our email from Judd. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, no. I, that, uh, like I said, I said earlier, I know that quote from when Michael Scott poorly quoted it on the office. office. Um, so I think he was probably quoting the Winston Churchill quote, but poorly. I would imagine. Because that's sense. what he does. Does things poorly. All I can picture when I picture Winston Churchill is just John Lithgow. John Lithgow as Winston, Winston Churchill. Churchill. He was great in the crowd. But I know, but that's he all was. I can picture. Yeah. You can just picture him saying it, not actual Winston Churchill. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. All right. Um, so that's our Thanks, first Jed. email. Thank you, Judd. That was a very good one. Thank like you. That. Now we know where their quotes mm, are. Mr. Judd. Our next email comes from Haley. You would know Haley if you knew Scott, which uh, everybody which does. Everybody does because he's been on two episodes. Of Haley's written in before too. Like a so. bunch of times with really good questions. So yes, and, and she has another good one. Yeah. Hi guys, Saga just published its 50th issue. Very exciting. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are entirely caught up, but I was just curious as to where you guys see the story going. Any theories? Also, do you guys have any favorite characters or any favorite moments from the comic that are worth mentioning? There's a part two, but we'll go over this okay. one first. Um, I know I'm not caught up. I'm also not caught up. I am. I've read, I think they're on issue 50, at least 51 by this point, and I'm I'm currently all the way caught up. Um, Brian K. Vaughn does this thing, at least with the Saga comic, where after he ends an arc, mm-hmm. his first couple of issues of the second arc always take a little while for it to like mm-hmm. be engaging for yeah. me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's always like th- things have been restructured and reshaped, and he's setting up the new conflict for the mm-hmm. remaining four issues of the arc. I was not sold at the beginning of this one. I was very apprehensive, and I didn't necessarily like where they're going with it, um, especially after the last one. The last one felt very emotionally invested, and mm-hmm. this one seems to be focusing, like, because it was on Alana and Marco. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, about, you're about to get to that one. Yeah. But yeah. it's really emotional for Alana and Marco. This next one's focusing more on um, Prince Robot and Praetor. Um, uh, and Squire. Okay. It's focusing on those three. Who's Praetor? Praetor is the... Um, uh, the other uh, wreath person with the horns with the magic, the, the trans, trans the transgender trans person, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that they met in the, in the prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's focusing on them, and I, I, I'm not sold on that grouping as a as a thing yet. Yep. So, but it, it's finally like, 
I wasn't initially, but as this um, current one is going forward, I'm, I'm getting more invested in it, which yeah. is what Brian K. Vaughn does. I'm sure there's a reason for it. You oh, know it's going mean? to go like, somewhere, he's, definitely. He's so – I just hit the mic with my face. He's so good at setting that stuff up, so it which has to leave drunk? somewhere. It's a good question. I don't know. I have um, one beer. I'm fine. Um, I Like, Brian K. Vaughn is, does do that sometimes, but I feel like um, one writer that I also really like that does that all the time is mm-hmm. Jonathan Hickman. Like – He's notoriously known for like, but more. It's like six issues of setup before Mm -hmm. it starts to pay off. And then like end of the second arc, then you have to do like an entire setup arc for a payoff arc. Like the way that, um, like, for example, I've only read, I think, the first two trades of um, East of West. But that one feels like each individual issue is going to be like weirdly important in and Hickman is not writing for the trade. In mm-hmm. that one, he's writing for the story yeah. as opposed to your modern day, even like the Ninja Turtles book, which I love, or um, Marvel does this a lot. They, people don't write for the story. They write for the trade. So they're writing yeah. specifically these four, five, or yeah. six yeah. chapter things. And if you're just reading one piece of it, it doesn't make that much sense or it's not that great. But like with Hickman, he writes like one piece of a story that'll pay off like 20, 30 issues right. later. Like they're not... So that type of storytelling is more rewarding, I think, in the long sense. Yeah. It's also but. more rewarding to read in its entirety. Like, yes. It feels so weird. I stopped picking up West East of West in trades just because or in singles just mm-hmm. because of how like much of a it I don't want to say slog, but like it didn't it's hard to keep track of it things. was hard to keep track of what was going on. And that's like one of those like almost every comic has that first page where it's like recap just in case you you missed it east of west the one comic that i feel like needs it like super duper needs it didn't have it they don't do that no that's 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 crazy (laughs) Ah. Uh, oh well i think that's maybe why i don't read comics period because i I, because i read a lot of marvel stuff so it's like i just feel like it's all just little contained things that have no greater impact on anything and anything else Mm -hmm. it's just like here's this one little arc well, the the hard part with Marvel in general so is so much you, stuff going on. Well, the, that's and exactly so many it, characters is, and so many teams and, and events and team and, ups yeah, and, and too it's much just interconnection. Too much stuff. Th- that's not necessarily my issue with it. My my issue with the Marvel stuff in, in general is we are never going to see the end of these stories. I'm never going to see well, Thor's mm, final chapter. You're him. never going to read um, Camilla Khan's yeah, final chapter. Yeah. These characters are going to outlive us. Yeah, and that is something that is almost hard to like. Yeah. To try to penetrate because like there's a beginning, but there will never be an end because at this point, unless like Marvel goes belly up, which is not going to happen because oh, yeah, of the not, movies now. Not happen. But like Saga, um, well, Why the Last Man, all these other yeah, things yeah. are are finished stories. Lumberjanes will end. Yeah. Like, well, that's what I was just gonna say is that sometimes when I'm reading a Miss Marvel or a Captain Marvel or any of those things, I'm like, it just feels like not that I don't enjoy the stories because I enjoy the you're reading it for a different purpose. You're reading mm-hmm. it because you like a character and not necessarily a story, if that makes sense, as opposed to something like, like I love Lumberjanes. I know it's silly or even in, in saga. Silly. No, I know, but there's a, there's a story. There's, there's like you said, there's, there's at some point going to be an end to it yep. and you're reading it for the story. And that is so much more satisfying. That's why I don't really read comics anymore. I'm so far behind. Cause you, you get, like with Saga, I know I can pick that up at any point yep. and just pick up where I left off with uh, a Miss Marvel or a Captain Marvel or, you know, stuff like that. It's like I have to go and be like, OK, what 
I could read the the, the next trade because it's its own thing. Yep. But at the same time, if I haven't read the six earlier trades, it's not going to make sense. But then well, it doesn't matter because it's none of it's a connected, cohesive story well, anyway. You also have to pay attention to if there was any sort of like yeah, crossover, exactly. event, yeah. like maybe something big yeah. happened in Civil War yeah. Three yep. that, yep. that yep. is going to affect the books that that happens off screen. And you're just like, oh, I just have to know about it's this. Like such that, a major burnout. That's why I literally dropped all of my Marvel comics yeah, a couple of years ago, I can't yeah. do right it. right after Secret Wars. Yep. Ugh. Secret Wars didn't do what it set out to do, yeah. and that made me grumpy. Yeah. But, oh, but Saga. But Jonathan Hickman, man. Yeah. Well, he left. <laughs> Yeah, John Thinkin was great. Um, so Haley has. Wait, 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 wait! No, no, we didn't answer part of her we question. We didn't answer favorite things, moments. Oh, uh, uh, things, favorite moments. Yeah. Favorite moments, um, theories, and, and my, what we think is going to be. My happening. answer for favorite moment. I don't have theories, and like I, I don't have theories about literally anything anymore. Um, I hate my favorite about moment. Stuff. And this might not be a moment, but my favorite splash page is the self-filating dragon. I knew it was going to be. That. It's it's it is so gourd like. It's Fiona Staples, like we've we've said it so many times on this podcast. Yep. Fiona Staples makes gorgeous artwork. Yep. Her artwork for yep. the comic is absolutely phenomenal. Even like the covers for the comic are absolutely phenomenal. That self-filating dragon is just mind-blowingly cool. And yeah. it's also ridiculous. Like let's let's all like cards on the table. <laughs> it's a dragon that's sucking its own. No. I don't know if that can go in the podcast, but <laughs> sure. I might sleep it. Um Sure it's, I can. it's such a ridiculous concept and like hearing it i remember telling it to one of my friends being like yeah there's a there's a dragon and then being like what and then showing it to them and they're like that's so cool <laughs> it's such a cool splash page and that's it that's it kind all. of encapsulates everything about saga because yep. it's like this crazy epic mystical space thing but then it's also like disgustingly over the top dirty yeah. and ridiculous 100 percent. there's there's many many panels of penises Yes. Not Saga. enough, if you ask me. Sounds about right. Favorite moments. I don't know. I, for, for me, when I, Gus showed us. Anything with Gus. Yeah, I love Gus. I, I adore Gus. Mm-hmm. Gus is one of yeah. my favorite characters. Yep. When Gus does the choppy on um, uh, the Prince Will. Robot's. Oh, Prince Robot. Prince, Prince Robot? The Will? Somebody's fingers. He chops the Will's fingers. The Will's off. fingers. Thank you. Because uh, I'm no things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he chops off the Will's fingers. That's awesome. Yeah, the whole fight sequence was was great, and then he just gets bonked on the head and gets knocked out. Yeah, so he's got his chopper. He's got his chopper. Yeah, Gus is my favorite character. Um, I like where they're going with the will currently. Mm-hmm. I hope that that gets interesting because I don't like. Have you? You? you none of you know what's going on. No, I don't think. No, no. I haven't read. I, I finished the last trade, so I, I don't remember if the was the, the will the last, in the last one. The last trade had. I don't want to spoil anything for Tiffany, mm. but it ended with an issue that was Gus and um, Squire, which is awesome. Yeah, it's that, a great. That's issue. one of the best issues. Yes, it's don't amazing. tell me because I have to read. No, it. That, that's all I'm gonna say. But it did have you the m- will. What was the will doing? Was he with the Diamond Face person? Yes. Okay, I did not yeah. like that character initially. They're finally coming around for me, but I like Saga. <laughs> Same. How do you feel about Saga, Tiffany? No. Let's yeah. ask Billy. No. Can we just oh, cut in Billy's just, reaction? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Billy, are you I excited about... No. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I marked every one of his nose in the <gasps> last one, so I have a raw file with all of his nose Oh, marked. that's awesome. So no. get ready for those to just pop into places. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Hey, uh, hey Billy, uh, are you excited for the next trade of, <laughs> of Saga? No. 
Yes. Because Billy has said yes for a couple oh, of things. Cute. Oh, solid. I don't know if you like Saga. I Billy, do you like Saga? No, for the first one. And? No. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't like Saga, you yeah. should probably read it. No, for the second one. Yeah. For I know I can't. I have to go back and reread it. You know, it's you know, this so... is this is really stupid, but it yeah. was one of the early ones. I really liked in the very first trade when, um, when they blasted off in the the rocket ship, like that that, the, that the, moment the tree? was yeah when they yeah. The, the tree ship when they when they first took off in the tree ship was such a good like we're getting out of here and we're going on an mm-hmm. adventure yeah. moment and it just basically set in motion all of the rest mm-hmm. of it. And going back to um, I know I've talked about the letters uh, panel and saga a whole bunch are the letters I page love it. Mm-hmm. at the very end of that one brian came on was like well it's been a success so they didn't blow up on the launch pad which was always the option if this book did not oh, take off that's so awesome it, it just made me really smile um like most of my favorite moments not to step on your toes tiffany because you okay. have an answer most of my favorite moments to. are artwork related like as i'm yep. just thinking through like self relating dragon was one of them um one, um yuma's um sacrifice. like sacrifice with oh, the high as fuck yeah. that's like a a gorgeous moment just in terms of character development but and b such a gorgeous splash page for fiona mm-hmm. um like those words look juicy like i wanted to eat them yeah and then like one of my favorite moments is and a moment that i talk about literally every time i pitch the comic to somebody to be like you should read this the literally the first page it's oh, a lot yeah. of am i shitting it feels oh, like shit. i'm shitting that's right. That that's the literally the first splash page is just a close up on Elena's face and that text bubble. Yep. And I'm like, okay, like if We're this in. doesn't sell you guys, then I don't know what will. Mm-hmm. The will, the will will. The will will. Nice. Lying. Also, the introduction <laughs> the introduction of like the stock the introduction of most characters has like mm-hmm. a big splash page for them like yep. the introduction of um, Isabel. Jesus yep. Christ. Isabel yeah, is like a splash of, like, page. Issue that's, two or issue one. Yeah. It, it, end of issue two, I think. Yeah. With her and like all the eyeballs mm-hmm. in the background and like the introduction of the stock is like a huge splash page. Yeah. Like all of the character introductions are really gorgeous. I and, agree. Um, that's where staples are really like, not that she doesn't shine in all these other like moments yeah. and moment things. You know what's an amazing introduction? Um, Prince Robot's father. 100%. Oh, yeah. The giant double page and he's like a super mega screen oh, TV. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. How does the biology of, of the, the TVs so work? Weird. I remember the first time I saw somebody dressed as Prince Robot at a Comic-Con. I was like, what is that? I remember that. What is that? And you're like, oh, it's from Saga. I'm like, what is that? Why is that a thing? It's so cool. cool. Nice. Jinx. 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 Pinch, poke, kill me a Coke. Um, the sniffing kind. That's not true. No. Alex, Alex, Alex. Oh, thank you. You're oh, welcome. man. Oh, jeez. I wasn't allowed to talk because he jinxed the, me. The, the second oh. part of Haley's... Um, thing email <laughs> with, <laughs> with regards something. to other works are you good it's okay you got the giggles alex has got the giggles giggling over there mr giggly i refer, i forgot the word email yeah was that is that the joke That's okay. i forgot what an email is i forgot the the term dose of sun instead of thing of sun <laughs> a thing of sun i got a I thing was, of sun and i got guys, color i was sober then <laughs> i know what was I going know. on haley's thing continues with regards to other works by brian k vaughn it seems that his comic why the last man is getting made into a series on fx are there any other comics that you would that you think would do well as a tv series love the podcast keep it up haley saga 
Very cool, I responded. Saga. Yeah, Saga would saga? definitely be the correct answer. Saga? Hmm. Hmm. Saga. Now, hear me out here for yeah. a second. Yeah? What about Saga? I hear that this Saga thing is pretty hip with the kids. They've deep fried the meme of Saga, and so they like it. Deep fried memes. That's super relevant. I hate deep fried High in the meme economy right now. I don't now. know what that means. It's yeah. stupid and it's dumb. Stupid. And, and don't worry about okay, it. It's really good. stupid. It's 12-year-olds thinking they're funny. Okay. Oh. So, so to, to answer the question with something other than Saga. Which is the correct answer, and HBO show Saga, go. Yeah, I know. Yes. It's easily the correct answer. Um, my answer is going to be probably just topical because it's what i'm reading right now but black science which is a book by rick remender Mm -hmm. uh would make like a really really solid tv show like it it could be on any of the mainstream like cable networks like Mm -hmm. uh showtime what's that one about i have a showtime show by the way so (laughs) you you you're on showtime no no no. you you said that i have a showtime no i the 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 comic that i want to be made into would be good on showtime dude you got a sponsorship by showtime because showtime like hbo does their things that are a little bit more like what's what i'm looking for they're they're a little more risky but but showtime tends to have more like the dexters and Mm. this is i'm thinking in like a dexter okay uh like nailbiter a little bit light is nailbiter on showtime no i'm just thinking of comics that would make a good showtime show nails it nailbiter I'm not, that wasn't even my answer. Did I say Black Science yet? Yes, you did. Okay, cool. Um, Nailbiter would be a great Showtime show, but let me let me put a pin in that. Pretend like I didn't say that. Everybody rewind like 30 seconds. <laughs> What's the one I'm looking for? Here? Risque. They're, they're a little more risque, but, but Showtime tends to have more like the Dexters, and the, mm. this is, I'm thinking, in like a Dexter vein. Oh, okay. Uh, like it's Nailbiter. A little bit light. Is Nailbiter... On Showtime? No, I'm just thinking of comics that would yeah. make a good Showtime show. Nails it, nail better. I'm not, that wasn't even my answer. Did I say Black Science yet? Yes, you did. Okay, cool. Um, nail better would be a great Showtime show, but let me let me put a pin in that. Pretend like I didn't say that. Everybody rewind like thirty seconds. <laughs> What's the one I'm looking for? They're they? They're a little more risky, but but no. Okay, so Black Science is a comic by Rick Remender, which is a uh, it's like a hard, it's a really hard sci-fi and it's about a guy who creates a device that can teleport through dimensions. And it's basically about his group's travels through the dimensions. Literally the first issue starts with this entire group of like, I don't know, like eight to 10 people, probably about 10 people have traveled to this all other dimension. The device is broken and it can teleport them, but they can't choose where they're going anymore. And it's all about them oh. trying to figure out like how to fix it and how to survive in these alternate dimensions. Cool. That sounds it's, like fun. It's yeah, really cool. It's mostly it, it. One of the things I really like about it is each different arc takes place in a different dimension. Like they jump at the end of each arc. It's like what sliders? Kind of like sliders. Um, and but it's mostly about like the in uh, like the characters interactions with each other it could easily be on like amc really it sounds very it, it doesn't Hoo-ish. it doesn't it, yeah it's kind now, of Doctor no, no, yeah. would every episode be in a different place or every season um question mark question mark question mark billy's here no dollar sign nice um it could be either it could be like three episode arcs that are in one one um dimension okay it's really cool the characters are really really well fleshed out and their uh, relationships are like really the characters' relationships are really well fleshed out and really visceral. Um, I love it. It's 
like a really really deep comic um and very existential which is why i enjoy it um and i'm currently rereading it which is why i thought of it that's awesome my other answer was nail biter which is a lot i don't know what that one's about okay so it's nail- like a mur- murder detective it's a it's literally about um an fbi agent trying to uh arrest a serial killer um, and the serial killer is known for biting off his victim's nails Ooh. and keeping them. That's gross. So, um, like the whole nail or just like the tips, just like biting, biting their nails, like a normal oh, nail biter. Weird. Um, and it's, it's really, really cool. I picked it up a few years ago and I'm like two trades behind at this point. But when I was reading it, I really, really enjoyed it. And it actually reminded me a lot. I've said really a lot, haven't I? I haven't noticed it, but now I'm going to. Sorry. Um, It reminded me a lot of Dexter. So once you mentioned Dexter, I was like, oh, yeah, that like Nailbiter could easily be a TV show. Be something like that, yeah. Do you have an answer, Tiffany? Yes. What's your answer? You know what my answer is going to be. Lumberjanes. Camilla Khan? Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes. Animated show, right? I know your wife better than you. Animated show? Animated show. Absolutely animated show. Well, actually, no. I, I think Lumberjanes works so well as a as an animated show as a teen animated show like a cartoon network regular show-esque kind of thing yeah, that would be awesome yeah i, I think i think the subject matter um it's it's not because it's not little kid it's it's a little bit it's like teen. past tween but yeah, yeah it's like early teen, teen young early teen. teen um but also every time i read it and the way that i describe it to other people is that this comic reads like a a cartoon like a saturday morning like eat your cereal and watch lumberjanes so i think that would be really fun and like i said it'd be a quick you know i think regular show did what i think a lot of those shows do like um like 11 minute episodes to like 11 to like 11 minute things um but it would be interesting because because their their stuff is it's not it's not not in order but it's not Mm -hmm necessarily week to week so it would be an, it would yeah it'd be interesting. i guess it would be kind of re- like regular show did that it wasn't a Tor- week towards the towards end regular the show end, had yeah. really like uh, a um, continuity to it exactly that that's the word continuity I couldn't think of the word continuity but yeah that would be i think lumberjanes would be really cute and you made fun of alex for a drop of sun what was his thing a dose of, of a sun. dose of sun was it a dose of a sun? thing of sun. No, I thing just of said sun. one sun one sun, one sun one, please one sun yeah. I excuse got one me sun. i would like one um thing of sun so that i can look brown um, no mediterranean looks very brown i don't look brown you look brown compared to me I'm gonna tend yes. you, bend you over and take you to brown town. <laughs> <laughs> i want to bend her over and show her the 50 states i don't get that oh it's from um that movie with uh that guy jason sudeikis and charlie day and jason horrible bateman. bosses yeah yeah nailed it wait jason bateman's in that one horrible yeah. bosses yeah. Thought, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah they want to kill their bosses I feel like no I've comment. gotten, I've I've gotten off topic. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, the show that I would like to be made is uh, Lock and Key. Ooh. I would like Lock and Key to be a six season um, show on like a Showtime because I can see that because they do like the darker things like Dexter yeah. and, and like not the Game of Thrones isn't dark and whatnot, but like that I think would fit perfectly yep. in a paid yep. subscription TV. Lock and Key. One of my all-time favorite comics. I have to finish that. It's, it's so good. It's really good. I listened to the audio drama. Was it good? It was really good, yeah. 
I haven't done that. I've, although I think Ooh. I have it for free from Amazon at one point. Because if you had pre-ordered it, then you could get it for free. And I know I did Didn't that. Did somebody cool do the narration uh, for it? What's her name? Tatiana Masley. Mansley? Was she in it Mas- too? Masley? That's not is. the one. She's from she Orphan Black. She the daughter. Um, okay. I haven't seen that. Kin- Kinsley? Kinsey. Kinsey. Kinsey? Kinsey? Something like that. Um, oh, who's um, Who plays Red on Orange is the New Black and she was on Star Trek? Yeah, she was... Um, she plays the mom, I think. Or maybe she was the narrator. I feel like maybe she there was, was the Jan- Janeway, Multiple I think people. is the name of the character. Janeway, Captain Janeway. Yeah. I can't remember the actress's name. Yes, but she was in it. Um, someone was else of... was in it. Haley Joel Osment yes. plays the bad guy. Um, um, Dade? Um, um, Dode. Dode? 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 Dodge? 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 Dodge. 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 I think it's Dodge. Because, wow, he, because he's um, a sword fighter. Um. Guys, Fencer. Fencer, yeah. Guys, Fencer for Spencer. This is so good. I'm enjoying it. This isn't a bad episode. Alex, you might be a little off the rails, but it's also taken us forever to get anywhere. I we're, love Alex going off the about, rails. All we've talked about is comics so far, which has been great. It's so. okay. Do you um, want to move on? Boston so, Uprising won their match. Oh, good job. So Yay, Overwatch. So yeah. thank you, Haley, that's for, a great your, email. for your great email. Question. Those Very are great good. emails. It, it got us talking quite a bit, so that's all we can really good ask job, for. Good job, Thank you. Well done. Thank you, Haley and Judd, because Judd yes. also... It, Judd did we, write in. Do you guys remember when we read super... Judd's email? So, <laughs> moving on to our next topic. What have you guys been up to? Is that what we're doing this episode? Yeah, just, oh, just okay. what have you been up to? Tiffany, it's, what have you been up to? It's literally like every oh, other man. episode we normally do. Well, yeah, but it's because like we do like the crazy guest episodes where we do like where we talk about either specific topics or what they want to talk about. And these are just us catching up with our audience. Because, hi, audience. How are you doing? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. What have you been what doing, What have you been Tiffany? up to, Tiffany? Okay. So, I get to it's go okay. first. Oh, my. I was What did little... you do yesterday? What did I... Do you try to talk... I'm so excited I can't even speak. Do you want me to talk about tacos? Yeah. Do it. Um. So, apparently, uh, in Manchester, they do this giant taco tour thing. Um, where they have all of the restaurants and um, I think it was all restaurants. I think some of them were, were businesses because I know there was like a couple like dog. Yeah, um, there's like a couple dog, dog things and dog places. Like edible and, arrangements I wouldn't consider a restaurant. A restaurant, but yeah. They so, did, so. so there's a lot of, but there's a lot of local businesses, small businesses, um, restaurants in uh, in the city. So they do this thing called uh, the world's largest taco tour and La- this uh this this was the first year they closed the street so they closed the whole street and they have 50 or 60 different businesses that participate and they each come up with their own taco themed taco themed taco so like there was a, a place that there's like a greek restaurant they had a greek um you know taco that we went to one of the vietnamese places had like a um vietnamese vegetables and chicken on their like sweet dough taco and then we had what else do we have we had a buffalo chicken taco. Yep. Buffalo chicken tenders. There was a bunch of like regular street tacos. Street tacos. Um, the edible arrangements one was really weird because it was, it was a like a taco shell drizzled with chocolate and then they like scooped um, fruit into it. But the fruit had like this like spice on it, which made it hot and spicy. It was cool. weird. So the um, whole thing is that you can go and buy uh, a taco for $2 at any of these places. And yep. each, each business or restaurant has a charity that they're supporting. So like we went to um, edible arrangements is a good example. I forget what charity they were supporting, but the $2 for the tacos 
um, I was reading all go to that charity of choice. And then oh. there's like there's like judges awards and voting awards. And then the top the the judges award and the voters, the the people's choice each get a thousand dollars for their charity. So that, that was cool. It's a cool way to promote. I think this week was also small business week. Oh, cool. Um, nationally. So I think it's a cool way to promote local small businesses and um, just have some like, you know, bring some some cash into the city and and you know have other people experience these these places that are super hyper local that's cool that is awesome we had fun there's a lot of people yeah a ton of people i i I like that um it's i don't want to say free advertising but this is like a great way to get foot traffic into a area Mm -hmm. where they have a lot of like the restaurants and whatnot so regardless of whether or not the restaurants are making money on this they're gaining quote unquote exposure like this is like such a good way to like earn future business for people yeah and then um every taco because tacos all have onions so alex you can commiserate with that because you also hate onions tacos are gross no they're not tacos are, tacos amazing. are amazing but like every single taco like because usually when i order a taco i say no onions no tomatoes on those no, please. usually we make tacos at home and you put beef and cheese and sour cream and onion uh, not onions and um black olives sorry black olives and if we have it lettuce you know who hates black olives everybody else in the world except me? for me what was i gonna say brian probably are you getting tired or no? Uh, <sighs> yes. So uh, Brian, remember he said he like he would kill himself before he ate black olives on pizza. Yeah, I believe something I remember like that. that. It was something like that. I think that. we're off topic. Yes, you are off topic. Mark, you want me to mark that? Sure. Okay, you can put it on now. I don't care. So the, overall. How was it? It was super fun. I, I got a little overwhelmed because I, I had um, printed out a map and highlighted all the ones that I wanted to try and then left the map at home. So I didn't Ooh. know where anything was. And then also I didn't realize because we went to some of the ones that were kind of like on some of the side streets. And I was like, oh, this is great. We, you know, wait a couple minutes. And some of these other lines were like, like 50, 60 people deep. I'm like, huh, what is going on? So I think next year. Um, if we did it again, I would have a different different approach. Different attacks. Well, yeah. Why tacos? I don't because it's Cinco de Mayo. Because yeah, near Cinco de Mayo. But Cinco de Mayo is tomorrow. Yeah, it was. But I think they do. You it were, a, were you driving with us when we saw yeah, that we crazy? Saw sign. We went out for your dinner birthday. Birthday but dinner. I think, yeah. I think they do it on a Thursday because it's. If they did it on a Friday or a Saturday, it would be insane. Mm. But because we didn't have any trouble finding parking, um, or anything. Even with the streets closed, but I think if you did it on a Friday or a Saturday, it would just be It'd too be a nightmare. Much. Wouldn't they get more people? But it would be too much, I think, to handle. Okay. I think that's why. I think that's why they do it on a Thursday. I think you're right. Some places weren't um super prepared super prepared for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. At least two places we saw ran out of tacos. Like they just oh, no. were they and, were done. And also I was gonna say there's a lot of bars and things like that down there, so I'm sure that mixing of clientele is probably not what they want because it's a family, uh, a, a family, family atmosphere versus yeah. like dive bars being open with yeah. like crazy drunk so people. So I think yep. that's probably some of why. But it was cool. That rationale I would, makes I would sense. do it again. It was really neat. Um, I don't know if other cities and towns, other places do things like that, but I thought it was really cool. What was your favorite taco? Um, I liked the buffalo chicken taco, but the other one I liked was like shredded chicken with buffalo sauce. Not buffalo sauce, barbecue Chipotle. sauce, chipotle sauce, and it had a mango salsa. And the Vietnamese one was cool too. It was like the sweet, the the the. It was like um, a sweet dough. The shell was like a sweet bread with mm-hmm. like 
pickled um, vegetables and, and Vietnamese chicken. It was really good. That one was really good after I picked off all the onions. Yeah. I really enjoyed some it. Some sriracha on there. It was really good. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. So, yeah. Overall, I also give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Alex, would you ever eat anything from there? No. No. That's too bad. That's yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I know. I, I have one thing I want to talk about. So, um, so with our tax return money, yeah. um, part of what I ended up doing with it was, um, as everybody who has listened to the podcast knows, uh, about a year ago, we bought a empty Pac-Man cabinet, and I have finally decided what I'm going to put inside of it. <gasps> Ooh. I know I was talking about doing a Pac-Man Galaga, or Miss Pac-Man Galaga 20th anniversary thing, yep. but I've gone a little bit bigger. Um, I, they make these 60-in-1 um, retro arcade uh, boards yep. that are relatively cheap, and so I picked up one of those, um, so I'm very excited about that. It's a JAMA connection, which is just the universal um, uh, arcade connection, so I'm going to learn how to do JAMA, and we're going to hook that up uh, along with a vertical monitor, and it has, like I said, 60 games in it. So we're, that's what's finally going to go into the Pac-Man cabinet. That's we're awesome. gonna We're going to finish getting that all set up and, and good to go, and it's going to be... Great. What are you gonna put in the marquee? Um, I don't know. We might put do something like custom, or because okay. I want to do something that, because I don't think they have a marquee for this one. We bought a um a Pac-Man Galaga, Miss Pac-Man Galaga, uh, bezel. Mar- yep. Or marquee, bezel, what? something else. Whatever. Bezel's what's around the TV. Um, maybe we'll put that in there. I don't know. You I should know. do. You should like. Cut, do a custom like uh what's the word i'm looking for it begins with a c commission Ooh. for like a a retro looking like your dwight's arcade because i already have a dwight's arcade sign right um and like commission somebody to do like a retro looking one so it's like just video i games. should have that um art of maddie do it because mm-hmm. she does art doesn't she yeah she does she's the only person in the world i know that does commissions does she do commissions i think so cool I'll get them but like that. Would that. Cool. that would like, be cool. Like get a marquee like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But that's pretty, that's pretty cool. What games like how many you said 60? 60. 60. And and they're all um vertical screens. Yep. So it's like Galaga, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, um Dig Dug, um things like that like the older school yep. uh like did I say Galaga, Galaxian. Yes. Um are, are any of think, them doubling up with your Neo Geo cabinet? No. No. Awesome. No. Uh actually um there's two Mr. Do games. But the one in the Neo Geo is Mr. Do Neo. Ooh. So it's different. That's pretty cool. But yeah, that's the only possible overlap. There's some shmups, but um, there's no like 1945. I don't think there is. Maybe it's 1945 Strikers on the Neo Geo. I think it's 1942 that's on there. Maybe you're right. And the one on this one, I think, is 1945. So I mean, they're, they're shmups. Shmups are shmup. But there's, like I said, there's a whole bunch. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm that's looking really forward cool. to it. So we're well, going to have like... How long before you think that's up and running? Uh, the JAMA connector, everything's in. Um, the only thing I don't have currently is a monitor, but mm-hmm. I want to like make sure that I have it working before I actually like invest in the monitor. So yep. I can just use a computer, my computer monitor to right. test this thing out. Awesome. Um, I might just end up going to like savers and picking one up because it doesn't have to be good or like high definition or anything because right. it's like a 800 by 600 display resolution so it yep. doesn't matter so i might do something like that as opposed to spending like 65 dollars on an hd monitor that they come out with now because that's like the cheapest thing you can get on amazon so right no thanks i'll maybe pick up a five dollar one that makes sense so um hopefully within a month like that's kind of my my rough estimate like it would be closer or sooner if i like if the cabinet was ready and we had like all the mounts and everything, but mm-hmm. we're not there yet. So, but that's, that's, that's where we're coming. 
Well, that's yeah. awesome. I still have a whole side I have to scrape the paint off of. Oh, right. Because I got super into it, and then... Super not. Super, like, life took yeah, over. The rest of rest of everything took up, so... Yep. Yeah. That happens. That's how life works. Cool. So, Alex, what have you been up to? Um, I went to the movies. Yeah. And saw some movies. What movies did you see? Ooh, some movies. So, the first movie is called... Isle of Dogs. <gasps> we haven't seen oh that yet. Oh my god, I haven't. Saw, I forgot that was even a thing right now. Yeah, I saw it uh, a couple weeks ago. It was all right. Just all right. Yeah, that's kind of sad. I was. You're also not that big of a fan of Mr. Anderson. Yeah, I had really high hopes for this movie because I loved uh, Grand Budapest Hotel and Moonrise Kingdom and Fantastic mm-hmm. Mr. Fox. Yeah, like yep. his last three movies were phenomenal to me and I loved them. They were some of my favorite movies that came out in the given years that they came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything before that I thought was meh. And yeah, I know you were not a big fan. Wasn't a huge Wes Anderson fan. So I was really looking forward to Isle of Dogs. And Isle of Dogs kind of felt like um, kind of a return to his old form. Hmm. Um, it, mm-hmm. it almost felt like you might like it if you like Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah we've liked pretty yeah. much every single thing it, that we've seen from it him. It felt like a blend of, um, so Fantastic Mr. Fox, like visually, mm-hmm. and Life Aquatic. Oh, which is my favorite. Oh, that's right oh. up Tiffany's alley. Oh, yeah. I love Life Aquatic yeah. so much. I hate Life Aquatic. So I hated it when I saw it in college or referenced mm-hmm. it and then loved it uh-huh. now. So it, it kind of feels like Life Aquatic in terms of the storytelling and how it works. Oh, but it love. felt like, uh, and then visually like Fantastic Mr. Fox. So it was fine for me. Like I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Like I really wanted to love it. But makes sense. It was it was overall meh, pretty mediocre. That's too bad. I mean, but I, I'm sure like fans of Wes Anderson will like it. Yeah, his animated stuff is always really interesting having only had one other animated movie mm-hmm. and i think i forget who it was it might have been on fighting in the war room where they were talking about it because with live action wes anderson has to deal with the actors and he has to deal with the settings that he's in he has to deal mm-hmm. with like his locations and whatnot animated movies he has 100 percent control over everything mm-hmm. over what the character is doing in this specific frame yeah so like the this is like wes anderson at his most wes anderson-y mm-hmm. yeah. so if you're not a big fan of him in general, I can see why that wouldn't be great. Because Fantastic Mr. Fox is also based on a book. Is it this is. based on anything? I don't think so. Just an original story. So that doesn't shock me that you're not that big a fan yeah. of it then. Because Fantastic Mr. Fox was a already pre-existing story done in his style. Yep. As opposed to this is a potentially him going crazy off the rails like he did with Life Aquatic. Yep. And you don't yeah. like that. That makes yep. perfect sense Where... to me as to why you're not a big fan. Was it Fantastic Mr. Mr. Fox that you didn't realize that was a Roald Dahl book? It, I didn't realize that right. until... Like two weeks ago yeah. when we were in a bookstore and I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, yeah. So I saw that and I also saw um, A Quiet Place. I have not seen it. I also I don't have care. seen A Quiet Place. You can talk about it. I don't um, we're not going to talk about it. Oh, okay. I have nothing to say about it. I loved it. I did not. Huh. Okay. End of conversation. <laughs> um, what do we want to talk about next? Hey, no, Dwight, so have weird. you watched any no, anime no, no, no. recently? Do you have anything else to say about A Quiet Place? That's Alex? so weird because everybody is like raving about... I wasn't hot on it. Um, it. It didn't super do it for me. So... Can you tell me why? I can, but Alex... Would you like one, okay. I, I, so while I was watching it, I actually got the feeling that Dwight wouldn't like it because 
I I felt very similarly about it as I did about Lights Out when I was first watching it. I was like, this is really cool conceptually. And I don't know if the execution was perfect, but the concept of it really did it for me. And okay. that's that's what really held me in it. And I feel like we talked about a similar thing when we talked about Lights Out. Okay. Um, which is why when I was first watching it, I was like, I don't know if Dwight's going to love it. It Watching it, I could, I knew it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. It was well acted. It was well shot. It was relatively well paced. Um, the motivations of the characters were believable. I liked the design of the monsters. Um, I liked the world that they had set up. I just did not care mm. at all. I, like things were happening, and I was like, "So, like it, it, it didn't. Huh. It, like it did none of the landings, none of the emotional beats stuck for me." Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Do you care, Tiffany? No, Spoiler I don't. No, alert. I don't care. It's the, fine. It's, the, it's been the, out long enough. You know, there's fine. so minor, not minor, major, major spoilers. spoilers. There's a sequence where Jim Halpert commits suicide. Oh my god! It's not active suicide. He's saving his kids. His yeah, yeah, kids okay. are are being attacked Got by it. a monster, and he screams to draw the attention of the monster to him. Okay. And the entire time I was watching it, I was just like, "Okay." Like, I, I, and part of this, I don't know if this is me being like superficial because all of the dialogue, most of the dialogue, mm-hmm. is done through sign language or just like silent, like eyes and and like yep. looking at each yep. other. Yep. So. Without like having a voice to a character, I don't think I could necessarily connect to their emotions. Despite the fact that the actors were doing very well emoting, like I could mm. tell, like I understand but what was going on, but I just didn't connect with them. My and I think you had said something like this, but I wonder if, and I don't know, if, I don't think that's true for everybody, but I wonder if it's because you don't have kids and you're not in that place. I think you would think differently if you were a father, other than to a cat. You know what I mean? I'm not you a might, father to a cat, but you may you may have placed that differently and been like, wow, like that's really powerful. Like I would have done that for my kids. You know what I mean? And maybe that's. Yeah. And, and, and I recognize that, but would you just... have done it for Spencer. No, he's a cat. <laughs> just, it, it didn't stick for me. And it, it might be, that mm-hmm. might be part of it because like, I'm not feeling the emotional connection behind like that. Yeah. There that's was also the only just... thing I can think of like as to why you maybe wouldn't connect with it. I also, I liked how they defeated the monsters. Yep. I didn't like that they had to repeat that moment four times Ooh. in order for you to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. That was like, come on. I agree. It felt a little too on the nose. Like it, it, a, little, a little too movie-y. Yep. I loved it. So Dwight, have you been <laughs> watching any anime? The ending was fine too. Yes, I have been watching some anime. Can I talk about it? Yes. Okay. Can I would I talk like about to it. Know. Sorry, I just wanted to talk about Pac-Man first. Fair. That's very fair and that's understandable. M- because you know what's going to happen. I'm going to. This is my opportunity now to leave the room and get that's, a drink. That's also way more unique. Like yeah, we, we, we talk about like TV exactly. and video games and stuff all the time, or TV and movies, movies and stuff all and the time. Like when we get unique stuff, that's like the better stuff to hit home. That's a really good point. Like because I just feel. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging about it. I don't think anyone thinks you are. No, I don't. I don't think. I think you're the only one that thinks you are. (laughs) The only reason that we have this stuff is because an arcade closed and we had an opportunity and we took it. It's not because we're wealthy and we, you know, have. You know what I mean? Like, I realize that if you were like, 
Guys, I have so much money. You should see what I have what in my, my arcade collection. looks like. Oh. Yeah. Yes. No. Uh, would you like to come to my arcade? And this is going to sound stupid, but because like, because you just said all we talk about is movies and TV and stuff like that, which is what we do. But like, so I was like, anyway, off pod. Hold on, but I was like, but we we talk, I've talked about arcade stuff like three times already on right. here, so I'm like, that's too much. When we talk about literally movies and TV every, every episode, time, yeah. so like. You're right. It you, doesn't matter, yeah, and that you, is something more unique. You also, talk. You talk about your arcade like once every like seven episodes. At this point, so, yeah. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Yeah. Listen at your own. Re- listen at your own risk. At your own refunds. Bitch. Yeah. No. Yeah. No refunds, listen motherfucker. At, <laughs> listen at your. Wow. Own. That's my second. No. That's my third one. <laughs> <laughs> listen at your own refunds. Um. Oh my god. So hey, Dwight. Have yes, you been Alex? Listening, uh, watching any anime recently? I have been watching oh, any yeah, no anime listening. lately. And yeah. listening. You Tiffany, were listening with your ears Tiff- and watching with your eyes. Tiffany's been listening to me watch it, and she's like, <laughs> you're in the other room, and all I can hear is gibberish, and then you no, laughing. No, it's not gibberish. That's the racist. I've been right. listening to Japanese voice actors, things and I then Dwight laughing. Things I can't understand, and then you just giggle. Because um, he's reading, he's watching it with subtitles. Right. But to mm-hmm. me, I hear in the other room, and I hear Japanese people talking. Japanese gibberish. You said... No, but I'm just Japanese people talking. Yes. And then Dwight laughing hysterically. Oh, so not it's a comedy. Hysteric. No, it's not a comedy. No, you laughed oh. hysterically, hysterically yesterday. Yes, oh, okay, you did. Did you Maybe cry? You laughed no. so hard you cried? No, no, no. 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 So anyways, Alex, I don't know if you've watched this. I've been watching My Hero Academia. I have not watched it. I've heard okay. a lot about it. but yeah, Apparently, it's one of like the new hotnesses yep. for a lot of people right now. I am enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am... I think like 15 or 16 episodes into it. Which what is, is it? Okay. My Hero Academia is a TV show. Uh, it's an anime about this world where um, most everybody in the world has developed some form of superpowers. They call them quirks. So that's like the name of their system. Mm-hmm. That was really loud. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> um, so they had like the name of their system is, is the quirk. And so that's basically their form of key or whatever. And it, Quirks can manifest as anything. Mm-hmm. Like you have one character who he can run really fast because he has engines in his legs that shoot out en- engine steam. <laughs> you cool. have another girl who, when she touches something, she can remove all the gravity from it. You have another guy who he shoots a laser out of his belly button, and that's his ability: is he can shoot a laser out of his belly button. So it's like X Men, but anime. Yes, it, okay. it basically is X Men stuff. Like some people, it's like my power is i have the abilities of a frog like ah, that's it um like toad yes it's exactly like toad but it's a girl um so but the main character has no powers and Ooh. he wants to become the best superhero so that's kind of his like driving force to begin with thank um you. thank you and so it's all about him like kind of like rising up to becoming a becoming a hero he does eventually get some form of a power from spoilers i know that's why i'm not saying what it is but it's a really interesting show, um, and I like it so far. I'm not 100% sold on it yet, mm-hmm. but it's still it's been fun, and I'm enjoying it That's for the cool. most part. I've heard like really yes, go go on, Tiffany. I've heard really Seltzer glowing water. things about it on the internet, um, but mm-hmm. I've just never gotten around to watching it. It's it unless it eventually goes into like some sort of like a subversion. It's very straightforward. It's 
standard action anime with yep. your standard like you literally your main character is your Naruto. Mm -hmm. There's somebody else in his class who's his Sasuke. Who is, like is it like standard shonen anime or it kind of is. Mm -hmm. So far it has been. Nothing has like super subverted my expectations. Mm -hmm. Um there's a there was a point where something bad is really happening and some characters were put in mortal danger and I legitimately thought they died. And I was like, whoa, this got really shockingly dark really quickly, but they were fine. Like, oh. so it was one of those, like, mm. can you imagine how like unsatisfying it would be if like a main character died horrifically. And then like the next episode, they were just back. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Is that a segue? It's not a segue, but it's a shot. It was a shot. I and almost no. feel bad about it. No, because that doesn't lessen the impact of the story. Because in that moment in the story, I was still concerned for the other mm -hmm. people around them. Um, the, it's it's really kind of neat because there's a, there's one superhero who's basically he's like the Superman of their world. He's called All Might, and the way that he is drawn is he looks like a '70s um, cartoon character, like a '70s anime character, like really, really thick, jagged lines, and like he he looks like nothing else in this world. So it's a really cool visual design of showing like a hero from like a bygone era yeah. who is like he has like these ideals that are like larger than life, and he's like the the paragon of justice. I really think that's interesting and yep. neat. And I'm excited to see where he goes forward from this because he's actually a central character as well. He's oh, a teacher. Cool. He's a teacher at the school where Ooh. the kids are. Like it's his first season teaching there, or whatever, or his first semester. Yep. It's been a lot of fun. And some of the the abilities, I always like it when abilities are unique and neat. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I've never really seen anything like that before. Like there's this one character who. Um, the sweat on his hands is like nitroglycerin. So he like creates like explosions, but he uses his powers in really creative ways as opposed to like just punching people and making them explode. Right. He can like use them to like fly like Iron Man. Yep. And like, it's really kind of like creative and clever in that way. That's really cool. I, I, the way that they do certain things is fun, but, um, and same thing with like the main character. Like, so the, he doesn't have an ability. So his selling point, uh, initially is he's a giant fanboy of all of the superheroes. So he's done like extensive research and he like sees somebody on the street and he's like, Oh, you're giganto girl. You're like rated like sixth in popularity and your powers are this and blah, blah. So he uses that knowledge of like standard hero tropes to like outwit his classmates because yep. he knows like they're going to do this because that's what superheroes and villains do. So it's, right. it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. That's neat. I only have one we weird criticism about it, and it's with the animation. Um, specifically, there are certain times when, like, they're going into an action sequence, and it looks like they've put, like, a gray filter over everything, and it's just, like, a shade darker than all the other stuff. Hmm. It's very weird. My only, like, weird takeaway from it. That sounds weird. But overall, it's fun. I'm in the middle of a tournament arc right now. I love oh. tournament arcs. They're yep. just standardly fun because that's where people, that's where the writers have a real chance to like get creative with things. Yeah. Like one of my favorite tournament arcs of all time was um, Hunter x Hunter because it was well, super yeah, when subversion. You, when you explained that one to me, that was the moment I was sold on like, yep. I think I need to watch this show because it was the, a reverse tournament yes. arc. And then, but so like they tell you it's a reverse and then they subvert it even further in right. that one. It's so good. Hunter because, x Hunter. And I'm just comparing this show to that, which yep. might be unfair because Hunter x Hunter is amazing. Yep. Oh, so good. Um, I, well, my, my favorite tournament 
in my memory is the Dark Tournament from um, Yu Yu Hakusho. I've never seen that, but that's one of like the the better examples, I believe. It's phenomenal, and like I haven't watched Yu Yu Hakusho since I was in like high school, mm-hmm. but I still remember like it being amazing. A good tournament arc is amazing. Any of the Budokai Tenkaichi's from Dragon Ball. Tenkaichi yep. Budokai Three. Yes. <laughs> Are really good. That's why we keep her around. Exactly, because she gets those references. I love it. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi Three. Did you ever have a Wii? I did. Okay. <laughs> you know how when I you still would, have one. He you know has a big Wii. Nice. You know how like <laughs> in the menu. Yeah, and nice all yes. at once. <laughs> you nice. You nice. You know how like you would go into like the main menu, like you had like those like TV screens, and you would click on like the the one on the top left, yep. and that was going to the game. And some sometimes it would like. Super Mario Galaxy. Right, yeah. The ones for the Dragon Ball Z games, they must have like had the volume leveling like all the way to the max because it was so <laughs> loud and it was just Goku screaming, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi 3. And like, cause it's just like these crazy nonsense words because we're racist and don't know Japanese. So like we, you, so you don't know what they mean. She's racist. She's losing this. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it was really funny. Happened, I would say it and I would purposely say it wrong. Yeah. But that's what I've been up to. It's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm thus far. It gets a recommendation for me. Japanese or um, anime has gotten kind of weird because they're actually doing seasons now, or for some of these things. Because this is a show that's being produced in seasons yep. as opposed to just going. Yeah. Because like Dragon Ball Super, which I just finished as well, or just ended, um, just went. Like it started, and then they never missed an episode except for festival weeks and stuff yep. like that. This one, like they had a thirteen season, a thirteen episode first season. Then like a twenty episode second season, and their third season just started, and they actually took like a couple month breaks. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. One Punch Man did the same thing. So, um, let's get a little, little into anime here. Anime has always done see quote unquote seasons, well, yeah, ac- according to the anime world. Yeah, um, because anime airs in three quote-unquote seasons yeah i know that we just started one with at the beginning of april so each year has a spring season a summer season and a fall season and Mm -hmm. um the way it works is every show that airs airs every other season for that year and does thir- uh, usually 13 episodes because most animes are for 24 or 26 total episodes yep. so if um, a, sh- a show airs 13 episodes in spring it'll then finish those 13 episodes in the fall um, I think it's three Ma- maybe it actually is four is and they four, have a like winter, winter season like as they, well? they do season like actual seasons mm-hmm. and it quarters they literally do so 13 on then a season off and then 13 on which makes for good animation and that ends up being 26 episode quote-unquote season as we in america call it Mm -hmm. but technically in in um japan japan they call it season two which is really weird and i never realized that like until i started watching anime as it was airing in japan Mm -hmm. because that that always seemed weird to me i was like this isn't season two this is just continuing of season one but they call it season two so Hmm. it's really weird that is weird so technically i think hero academia is starting its second season oh because everything i'm seeing is saying it's its third it it, yeah because we've now kind of because my what i'm talking about is how i'm used to referring to anime from when we were kids because we couldn't watch it when it was airing in japan it was just whenever toonami so whenever toonami showed it to us it was a complete set so they just call it one season now that we've gotten to a point where 
the Crunchyroll exists and like people can watch anime as it airs in Japan online. Now we've adopted their terminology. So things have gotten weird and like we've mm-hmm. lived through that weird transition phase where we don't actually know what's going on. Yeah. But, um, but with certain shows like Dragon Ball Super, yep. as soon as that show came on, it never ended. Yep. So are there technically eight seasons of it because it was on for two years straight or is it just one show because it never took a break um, like, i know things like naruto did that as well i, I think naruto. there's technically seasons to it mm-hmm. I, I think if you if you looked it up there are technically seasons to it but um i don't know yeah to, to, to answer your question i don't know i know like actually maybe there aren't seasons to it because i know like um dragon ball kai yeah when that started airing that only has three seasons. That's a little different, though, because that's a re-edit of something that yeah, currently that's, existed. That's true, but like I'm, I'm, I'm saying that 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 only had three seasons, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, it took them forever to finish it. At least in, Amer- in America, or something. I think no, no, in Japan, it took a while because yeah. the Boo Saga, like Boo they, Saga, it took like a year off. Um, the Boo Saga came out a while ago in Japan. It took oh, a, it took it? forever for them to dub it. In oh, that's the what US. it was. So yeah, yeah, that, we've gotten a little inside, uh, inside baseball, inside baseball on, on anime, anime, but. Anime is great. Yeah, I've been enjoying this. Like I said, I recommend it thus far. Um, it's animated by the same people because this this is something that actually has been minorly important for me recently. It's animated by the same studio that does um, Full Metal Alchemist. So that's the animation quality you're looking for here, both Brotherhood and the original. Um, that's part of the reason why I really liked Hunter Hunter because it's animated by Madhouse and they are fantastic. They mm-hmm. do um, the current One Punch Man. Yep. That should just give you an example. I remember you mentioning that when we talked about it on here. But yeah, so I'm going to apologize right now if my voice sounds weird. I don't know what's going on with the microphone today. I think I sound off, but it might just be in my own head. I have a head. I have seven heads. (gasps) What's up? If I cut one off, will two grow in its place? Hell Hydra. I'm just really itchy. Really? I see that. Would it help if Dwight itched you? No, I got my back scratcher. Back scratcher? Yeah, I think it's a Clark's. No, it's not a Clark's training system. Butt scratcher here. Is it a family Get guy joke? Get your butt scratcher. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Family Guy, we all saw Infinity War. <laughs> Wait, did I not just make a reference to Hydra and you use Family Guy? <laughs> yeah. Did... Yeah, you set me up perfectly for that, and then I didn't even. Man. Oh, spoilers. What? For Hydra? Oh, I know where you're going, but Hydra wasn't wasn't referenced at all. I have no idea. Hydra Hydra disappeared disappeared in the Winter Soldier. So we're going hardcore spoilers on this. Yeah, like like we're gonna start Infinity War talking hardcore spoilers because I don't care. Title we've used before hardcore spoilers. I don't think so. so. But we are not no restraint on spoilers going ahead. So if you've seen the show, no holds um, barred. If you've seen the movie. Please stick around. If you haven't, pause, go see it, come back now. Right now. <laughs> like right this moment. You're back. Thank you. Um Infinity War. I really liked it. So I Red thought it was Skull fantastic. Guys, am I Red right? Skull. <laughs> Red so Skull was the moment that like dies. Red, Red Sorry, Skull. Okay, I'm swearing a lot. That's fine. I said it three times. Red Skull was the moment where I was like, that was my biggest holy shit moment of the that movie. That was so cool. It was Yeah. I, I, I like I'm guessing you were expecting it too maybe probably not you i don't know i was expecting it to actually be death like yes, when, when it yes. came in when and it was it, the like, shroud i was like oh here's like death. i was like oh my god this is death this is like their subtle nod to the 
uh, like the infinity. His, motiva- his motivations yep. in the books. Um, and then uh, it turned out to be Red Skull, and I'm just like, oh, that's even cooler. Didn't see that coming. In in the original Infinity War comic, um, Thanos's motivations is he's in love with death. Oh, and what he, I don't, I haven't read. And he wants stuff. to impress death because death had, I think, challenged him okay. to eradicate half of all life hmm. in oh. existence, and that's why he goes on his quest to his Thanos quest to get all the yep, Infinity yep. Stones and that or gems at that point. Yep. I think they were called, um, and that's what causes the snap. Got it. You, you this one's a little bit different. Marrying death? No. Deadpool. Deadpool. And Thanos, got really grumpy. Thanos and Deadpool had a fight. Uh, there was a Thanos huh. versus Thanos versus Deadpool comic. That's cool. Which yep. was awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Wow. Um, and then a planet fell on Deadpool. But yeah, it was really cool. The like the the Red Skull reveal. I know we've gotten like we just jumped, <laughs> jumped, <laughs> yeah. we just jumped right into the movie. to like a very specific point. Too. <laughs> and then uh, he killed Gamora. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's take back a step. Let's take a big step back. Infinity War is the culmination of 10 years of build-up with 18 films. For which is the, insane. For the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is like an unprecedented um, film achievement. achievement. Yeah. Thank you. Holy That's the crap. word I'm looking for. Yeah. It's really like we've never seen anything like this before. No, no one has. It's absolutely insane. And we never will see something like this ever and again. And we never will think. again. No. It's it's absolutely insane and it was just so super hyped going into it. Everyone was expecting like the world from this movie because they're just like, "Oh, yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it and Thor's in it and Captain It's not just like your first Avengers. This is literally everyone from the MCU is being smashed into this movie. Was I the only one that wasn't hyped for this movie? Because um, I was totally not hyped for this movie. I Because I've been off, very, very poo-poo down on superhero movies lately. I started off not. neutral on it. Mm-hmm. And then as, like, in the couple of weeks before yeah, it is when yeah. I started getting really pumped. Same. After I finished, like, my rewatches before. of certain things. And then, like, I started, like, just rewatching that one trailer. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for this. It was like... I didn't get super hyped for it until the like the week before it came out, where I was just like, "Holy shit! It's been ten years since I fought, saw Iron Man in theaters all, like for the first time, and like lost my shit at the after credit sequence, and now I'm here." Like, so the, the, that last week I got really excited for it. Before that, I was like, "I don't give a shit about." Yeah. Uh, That's kind of how like, I felt too. Um, but it super paid off. Like, I don't know about you guys. Uh, well, technically, I do know about you guys because yes. we've talked about it before. I don't know about you guys, but it super worked for me. What do you guys think? I think it 100% stuck the landing, and it did uh, exactly what it needed to do. Ask me about what happened. How? What was my reaction when the credits rolled? She just sat there. And you were, like, freaking talking well, to me, and I, I was, was trying like, to like talk, I was trying to, like, decompress about it because I was like, what did you think? Like, oh, my God, that was really good. That was awesome. That was great. Like, I was trying to, like, get my thoughts out, and yeah. she was just like, shut up. I just, just like stop it. Don't I just talk like couldn't handle it. I don't know if it was just being overstimulated or too many things going on or just I I think it's just it being the culmination of a decade of movies that kind of encapsulated all of our 20s. Yep. And it was just like That's, yeah. I, I just like couldn't believe that I had just watched it and I couldn't put anything into words. And it was very weird cuz I don't, you know, again, see previous I was poo-poo on 
you know, kind of uh, the superhero movie thing. I'm like, I'm done with these. It, it was definitely the beginning of the end in like a good way. Yeah, it was weird. Agreed. Bizarre to have that be in that theater and experience that. I, yeah, I, I have like <laughs> from, from the word go when Ebony Ma was walking over <gasps> dead bodies, dead, dead, dead Asgardians oh, and like preaching his weird, insane, oh. preachy speech. I was just enraptured by the movie and mm. it was such like a roller coaster ride just from start to finish. And it was seeing all these characters that we've had built up over 10 years interacting with each other and like doing legitimately heroic and mm-hmm. awesome things mm-hmm. was so cool to see. It, it was, was, it was phenomenal. Well, it, I, felt like, super, I, it felt super balanced too. That was the word I used. Thanos likes to balance things. Haha, uh-huh. But yeah, but it felt balanced. It wasn't, I was so worried that, it was going to be like a jumbled mess. And they did a really good job of splitting people up and, and doing that like thing where you kind of focus on one story yeah. for a little bit and then bounce to the next one. There wasn't yeah. one story in there that I was like, Oh, I don't care they, about they this. They segmented it really. Yeah. Well. It was really, really well edited and put together. And I feel like the weakest storyline was like the cap stuff that, that to me was the only thing that was, I was the least amount invested in hundred percent because it was like, Everything else was dealing directly with like the villains, yep. but all the like Cap mm-hmm. stuff. Like once they went to like the Avengers compound, and then they, when they were in Wakanda mm-hmm. before the uh, assault, it was just like, okay, I wanted to like see what Thanos is doing because yep. like Thanos was the most interesting character in this movie. He I, was the only one with an actual like arc. Yeah, Thanos was phenomenal. Yeah. Like holy crap! In a world where like ninety percent of Marvel villains are like absolute crap. <laughs> Thanos was a, a pleasant surprise. He was really well fleshed out and a really great character. Yeah, because you like we were talking about this. You didn't like Hela, and I didn't. Um, I I know you guys don't like um, Zemo, but I feel like the, a lot of like yes, I know, but I feel like a lot of Marvel's recent villains have been fantastic. I like, loved Killmonger. I think I think Killmonger, Killmonger and Ego fun. and yep. Thanos. Or phenomenal and yes. and Vulture. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. Vulture. I think I think the four of them might be like the four best Marvel villains. Oh, I loved Ego. No, Ego was great. I, I think Ego was Guardians phenomenal. Of the Galaxy Two didn't do it. I just rewatched Guardians, uh, and it's phenomenal. I love the first. It, one. It's a good the, movie. The second one is just okay. I think the first one's better. Yeah, first um, one's way better. But I the, think the second one's good. The second time I rewatched the second one, it had a more emotional impact with me than it did the first time, and like I actually was like, whoa, yeah, it was good. It was really good. I might I might think about it differently if I watched mm-hmm. it again. Especially mm-hmm. since, like, because the first time I watched it, sorry, we're getting off topic, but <laughs> the first time I watched it, I didn't care about the Ravager stuff, but the second time I did, I really did care about all the Ravager yeah. stuff. And Yondu's, like, Well, mark. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Watching, it. watching it a second time gives you, like, the uh, foresight. That's not the word. Perspective. Perspective to, like, pay attention to the Ravager stuff because mm-hmm. Yondu become so important in the end yes so like once you know about yondu's death like re-watching it you can pay attention to that ravager stuff and it makes it more important especially hearing like salombia like the colors of blank will never fly over your funeral or whatever well, it is to be to be fair the first time i watched it i heard that and i was like well he's gonna die <laughs> um but i still think it doesn't fully redeem the movie that the fact that it's nicer on rewatch it doesn't fully redeem the movie for me there's still a lot that is flawed about it I like but i still I, like it fair i like that i just said foreskin and nobody said anything i didn't hear you you said foreskin <laughs> i did wait f- who said foreskin Me. peruskin now <laughs> all of us have oh, oh. Just... when you were talking about foreshadowing um so anyway. so speaking of foreshadowing infinity war was good 
Infinity died. War was great. Um, Ray died and it was sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... No, it was sad. Well, I don't give a shit about your stupid meta knowledge. I don't think it was that sad. I think that there were two deaths in the movie that actually felt powerful to me. Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark didn't die. Tony but Stark was... when when Peter Parker was dying, and yeah. Gamora. Um, Vision you... and Gamora. Oh, I didn't care about. Oh, Not I, I didn't oh, care about Vision, but visions. I care about when when Witch killed Vision. So so the great thing about Vision dying was he died twice, um, which was brutal. The, oh, and that God. was brutal for Scarlet Witch. So like her reaction to his death both times was really what yep. did it for me. But also, Gamora and Vision died to service the plot. Every when everyone died in like a thirty-second montage or whatever, mm-hmm. it died. It felt more like shock value than actually to service the plot and be kind of shocking. The, so, the like, only one to service the plot, I feel like, was Strange, because when he died, he gave that cryptic warning well, yeah. of like, "We're in the end game now." Right, right. Um, so, like, yes. When Peter died, it was like a really good performance from Tom Holland and cool, yes. but it didn't really sit with me the way that like when when Thanos kills Gamora, that is no powerful. God yes. damn it's it, okay. I said it again. It's okay, it's really powerful. Like that death was one of the best deaths in the MCU for me. Yeah. Um, oh, and the whole scene, the whole lead up where she's just like taunting him, like you failed, yeah. you didn't do it, you gotta you know sacrifice something you love, and, blah blah blah, and it just ugh. And Vision's death was really powerful for me because of the, the toll it took on Scarlet Witch. Like, yeah. the fact that she had to kill her lover because she knew it was the only way to stop Thanos and then had to watch Thanos murder Vision, like, immediately after that. That was really cool. So, those two deaths, for me, were the ones that I sat there and I was like, okay, that was really great storytelling, really well done. When they did the 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 finger snap, which like we knew was coming, and I didn't necessarily think it was going to happen in this movie. I wasn't one hundred percent convinced that Thanos was going to complete the gauntlet. We knew it was going to happen eventually. Yes. we didn't know necessarily it was going to happen in this movie, but we knew it was going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. And the moment he got the last stone, we knew we. I was pretty At sure. At that point, I was happen. like, I know how this movie is right. ending. I don't so, think I realized there was a literal snap of a yeah. finger. Mm-hmm. I was it's like, like, it's like a big deal in the well, comics. Well, because people it say, oh, well, they can do it in a snap of a finger. And I didn't realize. The fact that, that they said yeah. snap of the fingers like twice, yep. I was a little bit grumpy about that because I was yeah. like, that, that's way too on it's the fine. nose. It's fan service. Um, but then he actually does it. So that's the fan service. Right. Like, drawing attention to it before it happens makes it just seem like well that was his plan all along was but, to snap his fingers but, also, but like it just seems so casually it's just awesome bad it. foreshadowing but also at the same time think of these movies not everybody going to these movies has read the comics and, also, and there's a lot of kids you know yeah. there's there's kids there's families there not movies everybody for babies so no i know but not everybody has seen not the babies. source material so i think you have to have those things for you know those 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 very outright foreshadowing right. things yeah. for the average moviegoer. Quote I agree. Unquote. But like, like, I don't think it hurts anything, but knowing it, you guys know it to me. I was like, Oh, Whoa, this is right. a big deal. But you guys are like, Oh, that's, I think that's actually a really interesting perspective. Not knowing it was literally going to I be. I did not know. That's no really idea. cool. I, like I don't it. know anything, I... but I don't know anything beyond certain, like I know some plot lines and I know mm-hmm. some events, but I don't see previous conversation earlier in this podcast where i'm like i don't know what's going on i read trades of two characters i I don't know i agree with what she's saying i just think they needed to mention it slightly fewer times like i'm i'm fine with them being like i i can destroy 
half of the universe with the snap of my fingers. Once. Say it once, and that's fine. Because oh, like, now yeah. you've established... When, when Gamora said it. Yeah, like, that was now cool. you, can establish, you can establish what the gauntlet can do. Everyone knows to fear it. And then it happens in the end. But for me, I'm... I don't. The reason I didn't like all the deaths wasn't necessarily because the fact that I knew literally all of those characters are coming back in like, three movies. That's not the the main reason. The main reason was that it just felt so flippant in mm-hmm. just how quickly it all happened. It was just like, hey, remember all these characters that you care about? They're all gone now. Bye bye. Um, I think that's just to streamline the next story. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Like. I'm not saying that that's a deal breaker for me. It was just the part of the movie that didn't land the best for me. I was just like, I was just like, this is weak storytelling. It's not like hitting me emotionally the way like vision and Gamora's deaths did Mm -hmm. like for something so historically monumental. I wish it had had, it kind of fizzled out in the end is really where, what it comes down to for me. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying that it yeah, ruined yeah, yeah. the movie. I friggin' loved this movie. See how I said friggin'? Nice. <laughs> um, I loved this movie. That was just one of the weaker moments for me. Okay. No, that's very fair. That's a legitimate criticism, yeah. and I, I can understand that. What do you smile? Can I talk about the post credits? Yes, go ahead. I had no idea that the post credits was going to be Captain Marvel. <gasps> I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea because they, 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 they do the post credits and it's just, um, oh my God, what is Colby Small? Fury and Maria Hill. Maria Hill and, and, um, and, uh, Nick Fury, they're driving around and, and it's during that thing where everybody's kind of, you know, half of the world's population is being basically turned to dust. Mm-hmm. And, and before Nick Fury disintegrates, he pulls out his beeper, his pager and <laughs> sends a message a and thing. it falls on the ground. And you're like, who is he sending a message to? And Dwight at this moment in the theater is like, it's Captain Marvel. And I'm like, shh, shh, just let it happen. Let we don't know what it's gonna be. And I then did. her little, the little, the little star in the blue and the red. And I s- freaking screamed. And somebody in front of me was like, did I miss something? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, effing did because Captain effing Marvel. She got really mad at the people in front <laughs> of her really for mad. not knowing who Captain Marvel was. I got was. really mad, but I got really excited because. Because this is the first time, like, I've been waiting for this since, what did we say, 2011 was when her? When you started reading it, yeah. Wow. She would have been really upset with everyone in my theater because, like, 90% of the people were just like, what's going what? on? Yeah. I do like that that, it's mm-hmm. been, I feel like it's been forever since the mm-hmm. end of a movie has properly teased a new entry in yeah. it. Because, like, I don't think Doctor Strange got one like that. Um, I think the last Don- time was... Um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Like like the twins in like Captain yep. America oh, Civil yeah. War. That, that might have been that, the last one. That wasn't one. Civil War. That was before no, Civil it was, War. No, uh, it was before Winter Age of Ultron. Sol- it was Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. I think that was the last time like they, they directly teased the new next characters. film or new characters, new characters or yeah, new characters who are yeah. going to like come up. Because, because most of the teasers are like, here's the next movie. And most mm-hmm. of the next movie have been like sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, exactly. it hasn't been teasing new characters. New, a new franchise yep. or a new thing. So yeah. Um, I got, so cool. yeah. I got so excited. I got so excited. Or like the one at the end of um, Thor Ragnarok. That was so ambiguous. Like you, you really didn't know who that was. That could have been anyone's ship. Like you didn't. Ne- they've never shown Thanos' ship before. I, I assume. Mo- I think most Thor people assumed. I assumed it was Thanos. So it, there it was. Were, there were two, three, two, I two. What the ones? Two. We just there was the, the the there was the one with um, Jeff Goldblum being like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The very, uh, very no end. no revolution can be happen without your benevolent leader. So, so uh, uh, good job, Natalia. Yeah, good job. 
Um, and then the other one is the mid credit scene where yep. the ship comes up. Where yeah, the, their oh, okay. their escape ship encounters a bigger ship. But like, yeah. if you know Thor, it's like, oh, is that the Scuttlebutt? Is mm-hmm. like, it, what is this other yeah. alien ship? Like, he it could have. Scuttle, Scuttlebutt, Scuttlebutt is um, Scuttlebutt. it's a Beta Ray Bill's ship. So it could have been leading into maybe the next Thor movie. Who knows? I can't like, wait for Beta Ray Bill. To I am the movie. pissed he hasn't been in here yet. But especially now with like Mjolnir gone yep. and like I would oh, Mew, we, Mew. Mew Mew gone, Mew. like that's okay to kind of cycle back. That is something that I think that that. Um, snap sequence really missed on an opportunity and they might do it at the oh. beginning of the next movie what snap but sequence? when Thanos snaps his fingers oh, and everybody the, the disappears okay. they, they missed the opportunity we only saw our superhero friends disappearing yep. I wish we had like seen some of our secondary characters yeah. that we had seen in some of the past ones let's see Darcy disappear that yeah. would have been heartbreaking let's see Jane or... Foster die and never come back yeah uh, I miss Jane <laughs> I do but I don't like she was not a good character but right. I like I like Jane but Foster even, in I don't, theory. I don't know who else but um but John Favreau could, who does he what's his Happy, name? Hogan? Happy Hogan yeah but, um, like, see Happy like something with Happy something like or, or yeah. Pepper or I would have loved to seen that That actually would have pro- maybe helped the sequence for yeah. me mm-hmm. because I would have questioned if those characters were coming back like, that's the only issue with like the Russos in this one movie is yep. it was so focused on just the heroes. You didn't get any real major thing, like any like sh- yeah. just covered yeah. shots it's, of civilians. It's like, a scope thing. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I don't like that s- stuff sometimes. Seeing the Nova Corps. Sorry. You no, don't no. like humans? No, but some some of the things that take me out of the other Avengers movies is like when you see all of the people running around and like the, the mass hysteria and I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, that's not why I'm watching this movie. I don't need that to know that, that there's sometimes. That's fair, but this is like stuff, half the universe. No, is I know, but that stuff to me in those movies seems cheesy in some way. Kind of like in Spider-Man where they're all like the first, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man where they're like, oh, we're going to watch the news broadcast. It's mm. just some of that stuff seems very mm. forced and very movie like, like we have to show other people dying that. Seems mildly pandering. The yeah, other Avengers movies no. did this as well because, like, there was always that like one side character that you would see like three or four times, yes. and they became like a focus character. Yes. In the first one, it was that waitress. Yep. And yep. In the second one, yep. it was that girl with the child. Like, um. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there was always these like central, not and central, but like side characters me. that were. It was just like someone on the ground whose perspective you could have. Yep. And this movie lacked that. I yeah. didn't care about that. I did, but those are both I think valid I, opinions. Like, I agree with both of you. <laughs> I know how to sit on a fence. Yes, no, you do. That, just, that to me doesn't add anything to my experience. I think it would have added to the snap, personally, mm. is what but I'm trying to say. that's what you have your post-credit scene for, showing the cars flying. You know, yeah, that, that was the, really effective. Like the, the when helicopters, you know, The helicopter but, crashing but, into the... But I wouldn't have wanted to see a whole scene of that. That's th- a post-credit scene. I think the next movie will open with that. But that's fine. Or I don't... Ant-Man's going to end with that. <laughs> but that's fine. Oh, that'd be cool. But that's fine, though. I don't need that to be my whole movie. Because I think... Now you have all of these superhero movies where that's something that happens in every single superhero yeah, movie. Yeah. It's like, I know, I get it. They're going to take over the city and there's going to be a big fight. Oh, my God. Everybody's screaming. I don't care. <laughs> it's not why not I'm watching this movie. I'm not watching people screaming. I'm watching Thor. I'm watching Captain America. I'm watching. Guardians Speaking of Thor, holy shit. He was awesome in this movie. <laughs> Thor was my favorite part, which is like not shocking because I'm a giant Spoilers. Thor boy. Thor, Thor was also boy. my favorite part. I, he, Sorry to scream into the mic. It's okay. <laughs> He did like he. I think he had the most interesting story, and he was also like the most well-rounded character. Oh yeah, you got to see like a range of emotions, and just him trying to figure out and like come to grips with his people dying, and like how is he going to rectify this? Mm -hmm. It was so good. And then the moment when he shows up 
in the battle at Wakanda mm-hmm. was such a like feel good, awesome, f yeah moment. Yep. And it, I'm only saying that partially because he's my favorite character, but it was just so good. That was the biggest laugh for me was when Thor showed up and Banner just goes, "You're all screwed now." Yeah. It was a good movie. Peter Dinklage. That was funny. Dinklage. Think large is more like it. Um, I think like my favorite part of the movie, and I I think I've said this to you before, was the Black Order. I think Ebony Maw and Corvus Glaive and Proxima Proxima Midnight Proxima Midnight and other and oh and then the bulky guy. Yeah, I I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. The the Hulk version. The the four of them were really really phenomenal. I think. Um, they did a really good job of setting them up from like the first scene mm-hmm. as really powerful mm-hmm. and uh, forces to be reckoned with so that when they finally encounter the Avengers, we know like these people are more powerful than anyone that our, yeah. our heroes have encountered before. So this is going to be awesome. And the fight with um, Ebony Ma in, uh, in New, York. New York City so was cool. so friggin' cool. The shot right before that, when like Tony Stark came out of the sanctum and yep. was like it was like a steady cam following him, that felt like on the ground nine eleven footage. Like yeah. it, like oh, it really it really felt so like weird. it felt like a disaster film. Yeah. So that leading into like the Ebony Ma stuff was so good. I think that entire fight sequence with Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Spider Man, Spider Man, you're embarrassing pro- me in front of the wizards. Maybe my favorite part of the movie, like as a whole, just yep. that entire sequence was really well shot. Like the um, way they use Ebony Ma, the way he fights is just really, really cool and unique. And I just, I love the shit out of it. Well, speaking of like fights, I loved. <laughs> did you want to say it? No, go ahead, because okay. I want to say something else about this fight. I, oh, I'm shifting gears. Go. No, you're talking about the fight on Titan? Yes. I loved the fight on Titan versus where, like, you got to see Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Iron Man, the same people that you just did. Yep. But like in Star Lord, um, Drax, Nebula, Mantis. Yep. Uh, Mantis, all using their powers in conjunction yep. in awesome teamworking ways, like magic punch, magic punch, magic with a kick, like yep. so uh, cool. Okay. And like when when like um, Star Lord was running on like the platforms as do- or the the magic portals as Doctor Strange was conjuring them, that is comic books, that's superheroes. That was so cool to see. I absolutely loved that moment of them finally coming together as like a unified team. Maybe it was just me, but did anybody else notice how terrible the CG was in like, there were like three shots where it just looked very grainy. Like they couldn't composite it. Right. And there were like, I don't know what it was, but it was only on Titan. And there was like a couple, like a minute that the CG looked terrible and it took me out of it for a second. And then, because that whole scene is really, really great, and I, I like it, too. But there were a couple shots where I was like, guys. Everything guys. with Bruce Banner's head oh, in the God, Hulkbuster armor yeah. looked awful. terrible. Absolutely awful. Proportions were super off. But there was just a couple. And I wish like I could go and, and pull it up right now and just be like, look at this shot on Titan compared to everything else in this mm-hmm. in this CG world right now. There were... It, <sighs> Like the frame rate was out. There was something weird. They shot it differently. Mm-hmm. It might have been it, like a reshoot or something, and it maybe. Didn't, and it didn't blend with the other footage. Yeah. And it was very noticeable, well, to me. And there's too um, much to talk about in this movie. I, think, I know there really is. This could be its own episode. Um, I think that one of my favorite things about the movie, and this is going to be the last thing I say, 
Uh, you can keep on going. Ever? I, I mean, I don't necessarily want to talk about this forever. I, I feel like we've gotten most of our most of our gushing, of our out, of gushing it. out of it. Yeah. One of my favorite things in the movie was um, the way they used Iron Man's uh, suit when he was like locking down like, Thanos' arms ev- and stuff like, like that. Everything he did with his suit felt fresh and unique and something we haven't seen from Iron Man yeah. before. So it was really cool. Like his nano whatever it's it's bleeding edge right it's a bleeding edge suit yep it's so cool the way he like locks himself down to the ground and tries to lock it at thanos it's really really unique and for a character that we've seen in what five six movies at this point we've seen iron man in three iron man movies and two avengers movies and captain america civil Civil war War. and spider-man homecoming i was i was watching i was reading a thing on reddit Spider-Man or Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man have like all been in a movie basically every single year. Yep. And that is like the strength of this type of um, cinematic universe yep. where you have these characters not just showing up in their own films, but they're like making guests and cameos. Yep. And main like uh, Tony was the, the co-star of Civil War. Yep. Like these characters are just everywhere. They're not, you're not, back when they did the Spider-Man stuff, it was every three years you'd have a Spider-Man film and that was all you got of Spider-Man. Now that you have the ability to have Iron Man show up in a Spider-Man movie when he's not even in his own solo movies anymore is so great and like good at keeping these characters in your your main focus and you're right. seeing them so much more. Sorry, go. No, no, no. That's all I wanted to say. What? Well, well, oh, just you like just, how, just how Iron how, Man how was working? How like, I feel like you just over the course of all seven movies that he's been in yeah his suits have evolved every time and you like always feel like oh there's no way it can get much different and then mm-hmm. this movie it was just so vastly unique from everything else that he's done before so even like in iron man 3 when it was just like a bunch of suits yep. like that was different from the bleeding edge the way yep. that worked and from how it worked in iron man 1 it was really really cool like i love that movie it, it was a great movie it was it was fantastic captain america's beard <laughs> period captain america's End. beard Thor's beard. That he copied from Thor. Thor's haircut. All the Chris's in one place. Thor's axe. Thor's brother died. Did he? Oh, yeah. How did we... That was so... (laughs) That's what I mean. There's so much to talk about. It seems so... Not inconsequential is the wrong word, but it's just like... I think he's dead. Did he? We knew... But we knew... That has been the one thing I've seen on the internet. Is Loki going to die? Is Loki... Like, so it was just... That was the one thing that I'm like, this is going to happen. And I know it's going to happen. And it's probably going to happen early. And it did, and I wasn't surprised. I think what Loki is going to do, I don't think he's necessary. I think he's dead, but I think he's going to do what he did in um, Karen Kieran Gillen's run of Journey into Mystery, which is one of my all-time favorite stories in the world. And what happens is in the Thor comic, Loki gets killed. No, in Siege, um, Loki gets killed by the sentry. He gets, like, exploded. And, but before he dies, he takes his, he removes his essence and he puts it into the soul of a, of a kid on Earth. Um, and so Thor brings Loki back to life, but Loki is a child. And he's like not, he doesn't have any of the evil in him anymore. He's just the mischief god again. So I would, and there's a whole arc about him like redeeming himself and, and um, becoming like a, a well-renowned hero again just because he's trying to, undo what his his past self has done i would love to see them bring back loki 
as kid Loki. I realize it's hard with like Tom Hiddleston, but you can always have like older Loki talking to the young Loki and like visions and stuff like that. I want them to bring back kid Loki, spin that off into the young Avengers. They're not going to do that with Camilla Khan. I, yeah. I, I hate to tell you, yeah, they're not going to do that. Why are they going to do that? I I don't. I think it's too ambitious. I think Young Avengers is going to happen. I think I Young really Avengers do. could happen. I don't think they're going to do that. Do a Loki. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of Loki being quote unquote redeemed. I'm tired. Yeah, of, it happens a lot. I'm tired of anyone getting redeemed. I want everyone to die. Thanos is going to get redeemed. No, he's not. No, he's not. I wonder if they're going to kill Thanos or just like lock him up or just strip him of his power. You know what they should do? Lock him, him up. Farmer. Lock him up in that prison that was apparently super easy for uh, Captain America to escape from because the they just glossed over that. <laughs> End of episode. He was never in that prison. His friends were. And he's Captain yes. America. Yes, his friends were in. Which, like, they got out pretty, pretty quickly. And they took a deal. Didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, Civil War. Which gets like completely undone in like five seconds. That's in this movie. what that's what I was gonna just say. Civil War. And, like they all walk in and like Rhodey's there and like, oh hey, what's going on? Oh, you're not supposed to be here and people don't like you. Oh, we gotta find the world to save Th- from the world from Thanos. All right, cool. Civil War never mattered. Now Still literally doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So and it never yeah never mattered. <laughs> yeah, literally that. End of episode. <laughs> Guys, okay. I, I feel funny. No. <laughs> Skits. Okay, um, so I think that that's wrapping us up for this, this episode. Was this a three-hour episode? No, it's only been uh, two. Three-hour tour. Dun, dun. Guys, I'm sober at this point. I know, point. You, made it, you made it. It was we, a weird, we, we got it was to the great. Right I can't now, wait so for you to listen to this and be like, Al- drunk Alex at the beginning, sober Super sober Alex at the end. It's gonna, everyone poop. heard you kind of come back. Yeah, everybody heard me sober up. Me too. That Same. was fun. Okay, so that's been another episode of No Refunds. Um, thank you all for listening. This has been a, a blast to do. Um, you can like us on Facebook. You can like us on Instagram. You can email us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website at norefundspodcast at gmail.com. Just kidding, it's regular.com. Um, the, our music is done by the Hyper Potions. The name of the song is Time Trials. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Sorry, bye. You want to sleep? Bye. Yeah. Bye. bye. thinking of like sad songs since the cranberries <laughs> came out <laughs> you know what you haven't done in a while what? and i think it's because we switched our um our our theme song mm-hmm. you don't you don't sing our theme song anymore i don't know it that doesn't sound like it at all Did you? i know i know the end of it i was talking about how tiffany hasn't sung our theme song in a long time I don't Vaginas. know it.